Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. Our guest today is Damien Haas, the sales manager for GP Sports, a company that uses sensors to collect information from athletes for use in analyzing individual and team performance. We talk about how it all got started and some of the successes with the modern system. For more information, check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. This is Henry and Mike. Hi, everyone. And joining us today is Damien Haas, the sales manager for GP Sports, an Australian company that creates systems using GPS and other sensors to help monitor team performance. Uh, so Damien, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Could you uh, begin by introducing yourself and telling us a bit about uh, the company? Uh, sure. So my name is uh, Damien Hawes and I'm the international sales manager for GP Sports. GP Sports is a company which develops miniature technology that incorporates GPS, heart rate, accelerometry, and some other sensors other sensors to measure athletic performance. I think just from kind of reading a bit about your website, it seems like the focus on this is really team-oriented rather than the individual. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, quantify and measure um, the performance of the athletes that he was training. So it just so happened that he went to a dinner party and he, at this dinner party, met a guy, David Cameron, who happens to be the other founder of GP Sports. And David Cameron was building, uh, working for a company that built GPSs for the, for the Australian Army. Um, and just in that first meeting, they both, just in general conversation, they both discussed um, the concept of actually taking a GPS and putting, putting it on an athlete to measure athletic performance. Um, and essentially, that's, it was that small conversation that, that led to, um, you know, the, the, the beginning of, of GP Sports um, from there to, to where we are today, to, from a small conversation in Canberra to now a company that spans um, across the globe and has, you know, the best teams in the world from NFL to soccer to, to rugby league using our gear. What sorts of insights you can gain uh, from using your sensors and, and the GPS systems? Ah, uh, sure. Look, I probably didn't answer that. I probably didn't finish answering that question before. I probably missed out the part about how we started off in, in uh, individual sports and, and went on to team sports. So do you want me to kind of um, pick it back up and talk about that part of it? Sure, yeah, that'd be great. Okay, great. Um, so, so in the early days of GP Sports, um, the first product that we built was called the Spy 10. And it was about the size of the old big brick Nokia mobile phones that you used to see tradies wearing on their belt in the early 2000s. Um, so it was actually quite a big device. And, and the initial device, it only had heart rate and GPS uh, inside of it. So the initial device downloaded um, information from one athlete into a software platform that would analyze that one athlete. And what we found was that after we released that initial product, that we had a lot of team sports actually come in, um, and, and buy that product and use it in team sports. And so there the problem became that it was very time-consuming to use a product that was designed for an individual athlete and try and scale it across an entire team of 22 athletes because you'd have to download 22 individual files, process 22 individual files, export 22 individual files into something like Excel and then create your own reporting template. Um, so... It, the product that we had at the time, it wasn't very practical, but it was actually pretty much the only product um, at that time in the world that you could take and, and, and actually measure athletic performance in an outdoor environment. Um, 
So really from there, using that market feedback, um, we decided to focus on the, uh, the, the elite team sports market. Um, and then so from there, obviously the demands of, of elite team sports was that the units had to be much smaller, uh, more robust, uh, more accurate, more reliable, and essentially just better. So it's taken, um, you know, the company's now been, it was now, it was actually founded in 2000. So it's, uh, we're now 14 years in and our product has just evolved um, over time, and essentially we've, we've, we've released a new hardware product every two years. So we've made massive advancements in the actual hardware, but probably our most significant advancements in the last couple of years really come back to the software, the ease of use, and the type of metrics that we're now supplying to our end user. Okay, going back through that, the, the sensor system kind of gets a lot of data, either heart rate, GPS, or the combination. Can you just walk us through how a team might use that, and maybe even give a case study of, of, of some team or, or some group that you've worked with and, and how they would actually kind of apply that data in a, in a sporting sense. Yeah, sure. Um, so before, before we actually released our technology, a lot of elite teams would just use guesswork to do their programming throughout training sessions. And of course, you know, you had a lot of, cut, a lot of coaches that would base their, their exercise prescription on gut feel. Um, and you can imagine the, the margin of error in that type of methodology. So, so when we first released our product, we gave a lot of metrics. So we give metrics such as, di- such as distance, um, the acceleration profiles, deceleration profiles, um, distance spent walking, jogging, running, sprinting. Then we give a whole bunch of heart rate information, heart rate exertion information, average heart rate information. Um, and then using the accelerometer, which added a whole new a whole new uh, domain to the type of uh, performance analysis that a person could um, undertake. The accelerometer gives us insight into um, variables such as impacts, so how hard people are getting tackled in games, um, and really the actual accelerometer load on the body or, or the load on the body um, that results from hard accelerations, decelerations, change of direction, um, and in, in, any type of impact or, or collision um, uh, load in, in a training session or game. So in, in the early days as well, one of, the, one of the problems that GP Sports had was that we supplied so much data and so many metrics that we really overwhelmed. It was easy for the end users to be overwhelmed or it was very easy for coaches to be overwhelmed. So a lot of our technology is actually used by the sports scientists um, and obviously they're, they're qualified and they understand the data. But one of the, the challenges became in using uh, our technology in the elite space was actually applying our data and simplifying our data. And so the really good sports scientists in the early days um, got themselves in a really good position of power because they could simplify the data, convey it to the coach in a way that the coach could understand. And obviously the coach has got all the power in the coaching realm. Um, And so they're actually the immediate benefits of our technology was being realised in terms of um, lower injury rates and high performance and, and better fitness levels. Damien, I'm curious about the development process for for the for for what you're able to present to the teams and, and working with the elite teams. Do you find that they're they're asking you for for new functionalities and new things to measure, or are you kind of coming up with 
with more bits of information that you can extract from your sensors and kind of presenting it to them to see what they can do with it. Or how, how does that relationship work with, with, some of your, with some of your teams? Yeah, that's a great question, Henry. So in the early days, it was really we constantly looked for feedback from our clients to refine our product. Um, that's probably why it was so successful because we're building what they wanted. But then we actually got to a point where uh, a few years ago where a lot of our clients we were giving them just about everything that they needed and it was actually, they, they started to look for us for the leadership and innovation for what our technology could actually apply. Um, and certainly at GP Sports, I think that's where we've really um, separated ourselves from our competitors because we we incorporated, uh, we actually went out and headhunted um, one of our clients who was, uh, who was a high performance manager at a rugby club for a number of years. And he showed us how he was using the data. And he was actually using the data in a way where he could he, he created his own um, algorithm in Microsoft Excel. And it would automatically notify him when one of his players were at risk of being injured. And he actually had a couple of examples where he these risk alerts had gone off. He'd gone to the coaching staff and said, I think player A is uh, potentially at risk of being injured if we continue to train him in this manner. Um, and there was an example where the coaching staff didn't take that feedback on board, and the next day um, that player got injured in exactly the same... Uh, that player got injured as Rod had predicted he would get injured. He actually pulled his hamstring, and the uh, the alert that went off indicated that the hamstring muscle group was the, the fatigued muscle group. So, um, so we brought Rod in-house to GP Sports, and he actually pioneered... Um, from us from the ground up, a new software platform called SpyIQ, which was really about simplifying the data and presented it in a way that coaches could understand. But also, we actually went beyond just giving basic metrics like distance, speed, and heart rate. And uh, and we now offer met- metrics such as um, player injury risk alerts and uh, and running symmetry, where we can show an imbalance in, a, in an athlete's running gait. Um, and and another feature, which is metabolic load, which will show us the energy expenditure of a player in a training session. So um, at the moment, I think uh, whilst we're still always looking for feedback, we're really, GP Sports, we're, we're really the guys on the front foot that are developing uh, you know, those really innovative, exciting metrics that are providing another level of insight that, that teams have never, never seen or had before. From a practical level, can you walk us through how a team doesn't matter the sport or maybe just pick a generic sport, would actually kind of use those sensors in kind of a day-to-day um, practice setting or even kind of real-life simulations to setting? Like, how do the sessions work? Like, where, where are they placed and things like that? Yeah, terrific. So, so in terms of actual hardware ourselves, so our latest unit is called the Spy HPU, um, and it's probably about the size of it. It's very small now. It's probably a little bit bigger than a Zippo lighter. Probably the best, in, best uh, um, example I have of the actual size. So that unit is worn on the athlete's back, um, on their spine, and um, up just just in between their shoulder blades. And it's actually worn in a vest that's quite tight in a small type of. Our, our clients call the vest the bro, um, obviously from kind of like a man bra. Um, so our units. So in, in a typical training session. Um, You'll have somebody who will be in charge of our technology, whether it be the high-performance manager or a sports scientist or a fitness coach. He'll take the units out onto the field, turn the units on. The 
players will put the vests on. He'll put the units uh, in the vest. Um, he'll also put a heart rate strap on those players. Um, and then he'll turn his laptop on or turn on his iPhone because we can stream data live to the iPhone or to a laptop. Um, the athletes will begin their session. And essentially what happens during the session is um, somebody will be splitting the session up. So you'll have somebody on the sideline and they'll split the session up into the warm-up and the different components of the session and then the cool-down. And the reason that they do that is they get normative data on the different activities that happen in the training session to really profile the intensity of, of those drills. So when they actually look at um, programming a training session for the following week, they know what the most intense drills are, what the least intensity drills are, and then they know the best times of the week to program those drills to really reduce the, the likelihood of players building up all this residual fatigue in the week and then carrying all that residual fatigue into a game, which will affect their performance and increase the likelihood of injury. So in terms of actually, in terms of actually using the, uh, the data, all that data will be streamed live to the coach's iPhone or to their laptop. And at any point in the session, uh, if it's the head coach, for example, he can pull out his phone. That phone will have, in, in our spy touch software interface on their iPhone, that phone will have photos of every single player in that training session. And the coach can press on, on any of those players' faces. Um, and then as soon as they press on their face, that player's live biometrics will appear so they can see their you know, fatigue indicators, work rate indicators, workload indicators, um, and they can also compare those players to other positions or other players in their group. Another great example of it is a lot of our teams who actually profile what they do in their training sessions. They also wear our units in games, and then they compare what they're actually doing in games with, with what they're doing in training to make sure that their training sessions are specific to meet the demands of the game. Uh, and, and again, in the early days, that was one of the biggest... Uh, the biggest benefits of actually having our technology was that a lot of teams, when they were comparing their training sessions to their games, there was a real mismatch between between what they were actually doing. A lot of guys were doing a, a lot more volume, whereas games were about a lot more intensity. So just by marrying up those two metrics, um, immediately teams got to realise the benefits of, of, of fitter players, and lower lower injury ratios, um, etc. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Um, going back to the to the company, I think a lot of our listeners are kind of interested in the industry and, and perhaps getting involved somehow. Can you tell us like a bit about what sort of I guess the, what sort of people you have working in, in algorithms or hardware development, and I guess like what what sort of technical work is happening at, at the company on on the day to day? Basis? Yeah, great. So we so GP Sports we've got um, we've got a number of engineers, so we've got a bunch of hardware engineers that essentially are um, responsible for developing new hardware iterations of future products. Um, we have several software engineers, um, and those guys are just really key to our business. They're the guys who we rely on to, to build. Because at the end of the day, I mean, most of the, the user experience for our, for our clients is really their interaction with our software. So our software has got to be efficient, user-friendly. Um, it's got to provide great reporting templates and really it's got to give them um, the plasticity so that the end user can essentially build the program that they want using, um, using our software, which is, which is what our software engineers have, have managed to do um, really well. So we've got a bunch of software engineers. We've got, uh, we've got Rod Linzel, who's our athletic performance specialist, and he's the, he's the guy who was the former high performance manager 
Um, he's really got his finger on the pulse in terms of the best application of this data. And our clients have, have realized tremendous value in spending time with him to really understand how to use our technology, the best use of our technology, and really what what variables are most important for their sport. Um, and then there's myself, so I'm, I'm the international sales manager. I oversee our, our distribution, our global distri- distribution network, uh, and then I also have um, key relationships with with a lot of the stakeholders in the industry, whether it be clients or um, engineers or you know sporting organisations. Um, so for people who you know who are looking to to get into this industry, it's sports technology has really taken off in the past decade. Um, I think it's it's a very exciting industry to want to be involved in. Um, I think a lot of people who are looking to get into this industry really do need to understand that, um, you know, the sports industry is glamorous as it looks. It's just as gritty as any other industry. So, um, you know, yeah, it's terrific getting to go to games and, and go to training sessions and, you know, meet athletes and, and hang out with, with teams. Um, but you're still working weekends and you're working long hours, um, you know, and the, you, you you're still dealing with just about every other challenge that you're going to deal in, with just about every other challenge that you're going to you're going to meet in any other in any other industry or any other IT industry. Can you talk a little bit about? I guess you guys are certainly happy that the the Seahawks are now in the Super Bowl. Can you talk about that partnership at all? You don't have to discuss anything confidential, obviously, but maybe how that kind of got started. Yeah, sure. So we the Seahawks actually. Um, so there was the Chelsea Football Club. Um, one of our biggest clients, and they've been one of our clients for about eight years now. Uh, we've got a terrific, terrific relationship with those guys. So um, there was a high-performance manager who worked for Chelsea, and he went on to work for Paris Saint-Germain. Um, and whilst he was working for Paris Saint-Germain, he actually um, met... Actually, I might just start that question again. Um so Chelsea Football Club are one of our biggest clients and they've been our clients for uh, eight years and they had a high-performance manager there um, who had spent some time in the States and during his time in the States, he met um, some coaching staff at the Seahawks uh, and he introduced the Seahawks to our technology. So the Seahawks reached out to us um, probably about a little over a year ago, probably late late 2012 they reached out to us so we met the Seahawks at the Combine in Indianapolis in February last year um, and they they took on, our, took on our technology and they used it um, for their entire pre-season, uh, in-season and are currently still using it now um, and just, just, just in speaking with those guys again just, it, our technologies again just help them refine their training practices um, and, and really reduce their injury rates so they, they're uploading all of their data to our software platform um, on a daily basis. Um, yeah, and, and our, our technology is now integrated in, into their training practice. Do you know if there's anyone conducting research, like physiological research, um, not, not directed at any teams, but maybe using data from the teams in, in an academic setting? It seems like you're gathering so much information. It'd be, uh, be cool to kind of see what else you can find. Yeah, d- definitely. Um, so, okay, from, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, uh, I'm just processing that question now. I'm just trying to think. I can, I can probably give you 
um, an example of whilst it's not academic, it's kind of along the lines of kind of along similar lines. Sure. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. So the Australian Rugby Union. Um, so in Australia, for the listeners who don't know this, well, sorry, there's a rugby competition called the Super the Super Rugby Competition, uh, and that involves teams from New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia, and all of the Australian Super Rugby franchises use GP Sports technology, as do the national rugby team, the Wallabies. Uh, they also use our technology. So uh, the Wallabies, their season um, takes place after the Super Rugby season, so that's when the international rugby season takes place. Um, so when the Super Rugby season is actually taking place, all of the Super Rugby Australian teams, they all of their training data and game data gets sent back to the Wallabies um, on a weekly basis, and the Wallabies use that data to really profile what each team is doing, to really oversee what each team is doing, and to track all their Wallaby players whilst they're with their Super Rugby franchises. Um, so they, they do it for two reasons. They do it to really give feedback about the training practices to each of the Super Rugby franchises, and then they also do it to monitor their um, to their their rugby stars, if you like, so that when the Wallabies, when the Super Rugby season finishes, and the Wallabies players come into Wallabies camp, um, they know exactly the type of training that those players have been exposed to for the last several months, and then from there they can actually individualise um, training and recovery protocols for each of their players. Wow, that's very cool. Um... Are there are there any sort of uh, next steps your your company is looking to take new directions that you can tell us about or or maybe kind of goals that are somewhere off in the distance that you're that you're looking to to achieve? For sure. So we um so I, I might just tell you about some of the cool thing cool things that we're currently doing at the moment. Sure. Yeah. Let's hear um, about it. That, that nobody else is doing. So so using using the accelerometer. Um, which is a, a small sensor inside of our units that can measure um, forces on a forwards, backwards, lateral, and vertical plane. Um, we can we can actually quantify running symmetry on an athlete. Um, and so what that means is when an athlete's running, we can we can actually see the imbalance between their right leg and their left leg when they're hitting the ground. And this feature has teams are actually using this feature um, to look for overuse injuries because overuse injuries can lead to, Sorry, this feature is being used to indicate the likelihood of an overuse injury, um, and it's also being used to make sure that players who have been injured um, are properly rehabilitated before they return to play. So we've had we've had teams who have players who have broken legs in contact sport, and they've got all this pre-injury running symmetry data, and so they put that player through a rehabilitation program, and using that running symmetry. Um, running symmetry analysis, they can actually tell when that player is back to pre-injury running symmetry levels. So they can really tell when that player is actually ready to go out and start um, start playing again. And, and we've had we've had instances where coaching staff and players will go, "I'm ready to play." Uh, we had one in, one in, one um, example when a player actually had two broken legs from a game of rugby league. Um, he had months and months of rehab. Then he, he said, I'm ready to play again. And he they put the unit on him, put his data through the running symmetry analysis, and the running symmetry analysis compared his post-injury data to his pre-injury data, and he was no year, no, nowhere yet ready to play. Uh, and just by showing that athlete and the coaching staff 
that running symmetry quantification. Um, there was no there was no arguments about whether or not he was ready or not ready. Uh, it was there in black and white in front of him because that data, uh, you know, there, there, there was some data that was objectively presented, um, and so the case was closed. So really, really being able to and and another fantastic example of of our application of our technology is another great example of another great application on the use of our technology is we have physiotherapists. Um, I think you call them. I think you call them physical trainers in the States, um, people who are responsible for rehabilitating players. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of our, a lot of our clients who use our technology are physiotherapists or physical trainers. And they actually use the, the iPhone application I was talking about before um, to actually objectively, objectively um, rehabilitate their players. So they'll have a player, for example, who's just coming back from injury and they'll have that iPhone app in front of them and they can see their live speed and distance information. And they'll say to the player, um, today I just want you to run at 50%. And they can see how fast that player is running um, as a percentage on their phone. And then, so they can actually give him direct feedback and actually coach him to increase or decrease his speed to make sure that um, his, his, his progression in his rehabilitation, uh, rehabilita- rehabilitation phase is... Uh, is, is, is planned and, and to a T, so that you're not actually going to risk, risk getting any more injuries um, whilst that player is in, in, a rehabil- in a rehabilitation training session. Wow. Sorry, the big there, and I'm struggling to spit it out. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's fascinating. It, uh, it sounds like there are quite a few um, individual benefits as well as the team, the whole, the whole team program. Is there any plans to, to make the hardware and the, the software and the algorithms available for, for like the... The everyday consumer, the recreational athlete? Yeah, definitely. So what, one of the things that we're actually doing at the moment is uh, we are building an app um, for the iPhone where, and we, we're going to sell our best so that an individual athlete can just use their iPhone, um, put it into the best and actually use our software because the iPhone has an accelerometer, um, a GPS, and if you buy a heart rate strap, then essentially you're going to get some really... Um, you're going to get, you know, the main benefits of our technology um, that you can use for your phone, you know, at an at an affordable price. So we're we're working on that app at the moment, um, and that'll be available later this year. Great. Well, Damien, thanks. Um, for our listeners, would you like to uh, give us some links, some Twitter handles, or, or something where they could find more information if they uh, if they want yeah, to see sure. more about your company, more about the products and the Sensors. Um so we so our website is www.gpsports.com. Okay. And if anyone has any questions, um just go to the contact us page. Um and you'll be able to send an email that'll come directly through to me. Our Twitter account is just uh GP Sports Systems. Great. Perfect. Well, Damien Huss, thanks a lot for speaking with us and uh we'll we'll be sure to keep an eye out for uh for these for these apps and new advancements. Um wish you all the best with your company. So thanks. That's great. Thanks, Henry, and thanks, Mike. And that is the episode. Thank you, Damien, and thanks, listeners, for listening. For more information, check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and remember to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Thanks. Bye.